Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Let's bring in the man, Andy Staples, right now on three, covering college football. You know Andy from everywhere. Writer, host, and guest right now on the Jeff Cameron Show. Andy, you had Mike Norvell. First of all, hello, buddy. Good to see you. Hi. Uh, <laughs> secondly. What's uh, going on? Slow yeah. news day. <laughs> uh, all right, so you had Mike Norvell on the top of your list. Now, I don't know when the story was published on three, Uh was that in order of the way you thought it could play out or or the order of uh, candidates' uh, preferences for Alabama? Or how, how did you list these? Or are they just guys that you think, hey, this handful of guys are the dudes that are Alabama's going to be interested in? I went from most plausible to least plausible. Right. So okay. Norvell, and I had Norvell at the top. I had Dan Lanning, who I think we know now is staying at Oregon. Uh, but he's one I'm sure they kicked the tires on. Um you know, I, I put Steve Sarkeesian on there, although I think maybe he has a better job at Texas right now with no Nick Saban at Alabama. But the the Norvell thing, it, it makes a lot of sense because he's recruited in the area. When you're the head coach at Florida State, you recruit against Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Georgia, Florida, like all the teams that that Alabama would have to recruit against, you're you're already recruiting against. And so you understand the lay of the land, you understand the recruiting map, and then you add in the fact that He's been with the Battles in, which is a really good collective. Like they're ahead of the curve on everything. Um, he has the experience of the last month and a half. Like if you're that person who got screwed that way, wouldn't you want to go to the place where they they that they leapfrogged over you? Like it would seem they have a prohibitive advantage over where you are now, and so. That's the that's the issue. Plus, I mean, we know Alabama can pay. They didn't have to pay a buyout to get rid of Nick Saban. That he he retired. So not that they wanted to get rid of him, but they got plenty of money. So I, I mean, it's a it's a tough no if you're Mike Norvell. It's a really tough no. It's also it's a weighty decision for anybody at this point, Andy, because do you want to be the guy that follows Nick Saban? Sweet right. Jesus. I mean, really? <laughs> yeah. you got no chance uh, to live up to the greatest resume ever built. No. No, and that's the thing. And But at least Alabama fans are very reasonable and they probably <laughs> understand that. <laughs> Can you imagine, like – the calls to find Bob are going to be ridiculous if that coach doesn't win a national title in the first two or three years. Like it, it's going to be a pressure cooker unlike any other because 
You remember when Saban took the job, people were saying, oh, it's too dysfunctional. Nobody, nobody's going to want that job. Now it's it's like he's been too good and, and nobody's going to want it. You can't, you almost can't follow that up. I get what you're saying about the money. And obviously this is something that Florida state fans and fans of any team, any program, frankly, who cares to play big boy football feels like they're stuck. Hence the lawsuit. Uh, if in the ACC, knowing what sec teams, not just Alabama, but sec teams and big 10 teams are making annually. And so you'd be scared that long-term you'd be at a distinct disadvantage, but it's going to 12 teams next year. And Florida state is trying to get out of the ACC. I wonder if you built a 13 and 0 program, yes, program that got snubbed, but you've got it rolling here. Uh, when you think about the plausibility of this, do you think Mike Norvell is going to be the next coach at Alabama? I think it's certainly plausible. I, I don't know if he is or not. Uh, I would think they would look at Kalen DeBoer at Washington because I think everybody will look at him. I think NFL teams are going to look at him too. And uh, he's just he's been successful everywhere. And you look at what he did this year with – yeah, they had some really good players, but a lot of it's what he inherited. And, and you come to Alabama, you're inheriting in a, a way better roster than what he inherited and took the national title game. So I think he would be one you'd talk to. I think maybe Tommy Rees, the the sitting offensive coordinator at Alabama, who came in there this year, I think impressed Nick Saban and, and probably got a recommendation from him. But, you know, that it's it's tough because it is such a huge job. And but I you know, you'd want somebody who's been that's why I think Norvell and DeBoer make the most sense to me because they've been so successful at different levels. And, you know, they've been successful at this level as well. Like you don't have to guess would they be able to succeed at this level? They already have. I want to ask you a big picture here. I know you have uh great connections across the country and you talk to writers and reporters everywhere. Uh, as well as staffs and athletic departments, was out. It, it can't be that Alabama was caught off guard because we heard whispers of Nick before the year, Andy. Now I know that there were some inconsistencies there in terms of some people that cover Alabama said oh, we weren't really getting a hint of this, and then late in the year there was the thought that he was out recruiting and that he was going to be interviewing coaches and other things, and so maybe maybe he had decided against it. Were they caught off guard in any way? And then also the second part to this question, Andy, Nick Saban will have to have a huge say in who gets this job, right? One would think. One would definitely think he'll get a say in it. Now, as far as caught off guard, I don't know that they were expecting this when it happened, how it happened. But I will tell you that Greg Byrne, the athletic director there, has been preparing for this since he took the job. You know, he took the job in 2017. Yeah. You take it. You know, I, I, let's see, I'm trying to think. Greg would have been like 45 years old when he took the job. So he's 52 now. I think he would have probably thought, okay, sometime in my tenure, I'm going to have to replace Nick Saban. And so I know he's been gaming out that scenario over and over and over again since he got the job. And he's kept a, a you know running list in his head of, here's who I might call. And obviously that list has changed over the years. But... I think probably when, whenever it was that Nick Saban said it, and I'm guessing it was before we found out yesterday, but I don't know how much before. It could have been too again, much. Yeah. Right. Nick Saban was interviewing candidates for job openings. Yeah. Yesterday. So I don't know that, that it was much before that, but I will say that Greg Byrne probably was ready to spring into action because he'd already 
in his mind made the list. Now, did, would you be vetting people? No, I think you got to vet people quick. But I'm, my guess is this is this is going down pretty quickly. I, I don't know how long it's going to take, but as we sit here on Thursday, you know, late morning, early afternoon, I wouldn't be shocked if they have a coach by the weekend. What what could have changed, Andy? Is this the and I'll circle back to Mike Norvell in a second and get very specific for Florida State. But I, I'm curious. This seems like a man contemplating the state of the game and being 72 years old and saying, this ain't it. This is, this is not nobody. Listen, no matter where we all stand and, and, and how we think it's a good thing for players to finally get their fair share. Nobody likes where this has gone in college football and that it feels like you have to re-recruit your roster every day, every week, every month, unlimited transfers. No, no, the NFL coaches don't have to deal with this nonsense. Right. Like this does not seem like an appetizing thing to be a part of right about now. Do you think this is a result of that? I think that's probably part of it. And I think it's also for Nick Saban, not something he could solve as easily as like when they changed the train, the, the, you know, they changed the recruiting rules. So he couldn't oversign anymore. Right. He figured that out and still signed better classes than everybody else. When the up-tempo offenses came in, he figured he didn't like dealing with them as a defensive coach, but he figured, okay, if I run them with my five stars, we'll be better than everybody else. Yeah. And so he ran, he started running an up tempo offense. So he was always good and adaptable and, and understood that if you make changes and continue to, to work through those and stay ahead of the curve, you could keep winning. But what he can't do is make more rich people in Alabama. Like Texas is going to have more rich people. So Texas and Texas A&M are going to have probably better funded NIL operations than he is. Tennessee may have a better funded NIL operation than he does. Georgia probably will. And oh, by the way, you're in a state where there's another SEC school that is really passionate about winning football games that has won a national title this century that almost won another one except the Knowles beat them. Yeah. They, I, it's, it's fascinating. I'm trying to think now if you're Mike Norvell, I listen, the, the people listening to this show, my show, they, they are passionate Florida state fans for the most part, college football fans too, but they don't like to hear that there's a job that maybe a coach Is, of theirs couldn't turn but, down. But here's the, here's the thing. I think any other job, you're not talking about this. Correct. Correct. I think Andy. it's like Alabama and Ohio State are probably the only two jobs, where, maybe Georgia, the, the, the only jobs you'd even think about this where somebody might leave a place like Florida State. It's not, I don't think this is a value judgment on Florida State. I really don't. Because I don't it's either, but freaking it's freaking Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Alabama. It, it is. And, you know, you, you you probably are if you're Mike Norvell, very frustrated. Now, I will say this, and I've had the great fortune of, of watching this, this rise and Mike Norvell's turnaround of this program. And, you know, Andy, from talking with the man, and we had a great opportunity together to go to his house and have dinner yeah. and talk with him. Yep. And, you know, he's very forthright. He's a guy that seems like he's an open book and genuine and authentic. Players love him. Um, he has said many times that this is, quote-unquote, uh, the greatest job in the world. Now, coaches say these things, and you kind of have to say it. You give the fans what they want. 
He's built something here. They're not going to slow down. This has been a good week in the portal. Um, mm-hmm. It's you know, Florida State may take a step back from thirteen and zero next year, but they're going to be a candidate to win the conference and make the twelve team playoff for sure. Which I'm asking your opinion now. Would you give that up and take the Alabama job for having built what he's built here in such a short period of time? If Florida State were in the SEC or the Big Ten, I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave. Yeah. But in the ACC, yeah, I, I would. And that's like that's what I kept thinking about. I, I, I when Lanning didn't, Lanning very quickly dismissed the idea of going to Texas A&M when that job mm-hmm. opened. Yeah. And so I created what I call the two question test. And this is really what you should do to decide if you want to leave the job you're in. And th- the first question is, is my school in the SEC or the Big Ten? And if the answer is yes, you move on to question two. And question two is, can I finish in the top three of that conference on a fairly regular basis? So, like, if you're Dan Lanning or if you're Kalen DeBoer, you can actually answer yes to both those questions. If you're Steve Sarkeesian, you can answer yes to both those questions. If you're Lane Kiffin, you might be able to answer yes, although I think Alabama is a pretty significant step up from Ole Miss. But because Florida State's in the ACC, you can't answer yes to question one. And we know Florida State wants out of the ACC. We also know there's a chance Florida State is in one of those leagues in the coming years. Yeah, that's... But you don't know how that's going to happen or when that's going to happen. And you do know Alabama's in the SEC now. Yeah, and I wonder, you mentioned Lane Kiffin. I wanted to get to him. I thought he would be a guy that, now listen, we all know Lane's past and lots of people have very strong opinions about Lane Kiffin, but he can coach. There's no getting around Mm -hmm. that. Oh, yeah. And he did a good job at Alabama and he was there as the OC. He's also kind of changed. Um, I, mm-hmm. I won't get into details there, but he seems like he's a different guy in the last couple of years. Oh, yeah. He's he's talked about it. Like, if you read Marty Smith's book yeah. that, that just came out, he goes into to great detail about some of the changes he's made lifestyle-wise. Right, right. And so I, I do think it would that be – That would make him a more fly, uh, you know, palatable right. candidate, right? A different version of Lane than the one that, that was the offensive coordinator at Alabama. Correct. Not, even, Correct. not even just different than the Raiders head coach Lane Kiffin or the Tennessee head coach Lane Kiffin, but different different than the guy who was the coordinator at Alabama. But it, I don't know if there's too much water under that particular bridge. or The other part of it is Lane hasn't won against Nick Saban or Kirby Smart, and that's a problem because – Remember, like Hugh, Hugh Freeze beat Nick Saban two years in a row, like yeah. scared the hell out of Nick Saban. I'm not sure Lane scares those guys. And so if you put him there, is he going to be able to beat Texas? Is he going to be able to beat Ohio State when they have to play them or Michigan when they have to play them? Of course, the argument, if you're a four-lane Kiffin kind of guy, is that he'll have better players. He'll have the talent, exactly. The talent. But I also think, like, I think Norvell's a, a great example of this. You know, you look at, at them against LSU this year. LSU has boatloads of talent. Yeah, Florida State had some really special players too. But I think if you just put a, put the teams side by side in you. terms of draft picks and everything else, and Florida State whooped them. Like yeah. it was a sound beating. Yeah, right. And and DeBoer is the same way. Like Oregon is more talented than Washington. Yeah, and he beat them twice this year and once last year. I think you're right. DeBoer's the right candidate, Andy. That's the way we <laughs> <laughs> No, that's hey, listen, I, I understand. The the thing is somebody's gonna be heartbroken if they hire a sitting head coach. And and we all know that. That's that's what sucks about this whole deal, is there's no easy way to do this. There's no graceful way to do this. 
Like either either Kalen DeBoer is getting ripped away from a team he just took to the national title, or Mike Norvell is getting ripped away from a team that he just took to the ACC title. Now the 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 less painful way is they go internal, which we've seen a couple times. You know, we saw Notre Dame do that with Marcus Freeman. Could they do Tommy Reese? Same thing. We'll see. But that that to me. Giving the Alabama job to a dude in his 30s who's never been a head coach is whew. it's weighty. And the only way it would happen is if Coach Saban gave his blessing. I mean, there's just yeah. no way. I mean, he would have to go in and say, Look, he's the guy. I know he's young, but I trust him and I believe in him. I think you guys should hire him. I, I, I am curious about that because you know, I mean, Nick's got to have great fondness, obviously, for his time at Alabama, as successful as he's been. And I got to imagine he wants that thing to continue to succeed. So he's going to have a say in this and yeah. maybe maybe the say in this. To well, some that's the thing. If if Reese is actually a candidate, it's because Nick Saban promoted him yeah. as a candidate. I would imagine that Saban would would sign off on Kalen DeBoer or Mike Norvell as well. Like he's having recruited against one of them a lot in Norvell and, you know, just watching what, what DeBoer has done. I think DeBoer is one that every coach in, the, in America respects. And I think every coach in America knows what Mike Norvell has done at Florida State. Like the job he's done, taking over what he took over to get them where they are right now. I, I think the coaches better than the fans understand how hard that was. Yeah, and, and he is respected, too. I think Mike is a guy that a lot of coaches – you saw it this year with Brian Kelly when he was talking about Mike Norvell, and mm -hmm. then you saw the way Kirby Smart, how he felt about that game after it was over. I mean, look, obviously Kirby's team is the best I, – I would argue is the best team in the country. I think they're better than Michigan. But anyhow, the point would be that after that game, he knew – he thought it was bad for college football to a certain extent, but I think he felt the way that he did probably because he likes Mike. He likes Mike. I don't know too many people who don't. I guess final thing, is there a pro coach, an assistant somewhere out there that's crazy enough to jump into the college game that has <laughs> Alabama Alabama ties? Uh, well, D'Amico Ryans is the most obvious because yeah. he he's an Alabama grad, but it, he just took the Texans to the playoffs yeah. in year one. I can't imagine. He's never also never coached in college. Right. Like the the two guys who have coached in college that I would I would actually call just because why not? Mike Vrabel. Yep. Who may be the Patriots coach by tomorrow for all we know. Um, but Dan Quinn, the DC at the at the Cowboys, who used to be the Falcons head coach, when he was the defensive coordinator at Florida, his recruiting was insane. Like the guys he handpicked and targeted, I think he had three of them wound up in the first round. Yeah. And he was he's one of those guys, if you ever meet him, like you know he's a great recruiter, like just natural born recruiter. And I think Vrabel's like that. I'm sure D'Amico Ryans would be like that too, even though he's never had to. But Dan Quinn, probably going to be an NFL head coach again. So I doubt he would... Because the, these NFL guys, you think about, they don't have to deal with NIL. They have a GM well, to deal with contracts. These days, Andy. It's the and, and, and the transfer portal, like they have a CBA that governs player movement. They don't have to worry about that. So it's like half the work for the same amount of money. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It seems to me that maybe the next time I'm talking to you will be uh, real soon, and it may be very well about the candidate list that you put out for Florida State. Uh, <laughs> we shall see. I'm knocking on wood that's not the case because it's been fun to cover Mike Norvell, and I admittedly, selfishly, rather enjoy his open media policies. Uh, yes. <laughs> they're, they're rare in this business, Andy. Well, we, we, we joke about that all the time because uh, th there's a program uh, in the town where I live. It's about you know yeah. two hours uh, – yeah. 
two hours southeast of uh, of Tallahassee, where they're locked up like a fortress and can't seem to go to a bowl game. Uh, meanwhile, Mike Norvell's like, hey, you want to come hang on the couch and <laughs> watch yeah, film? And, come on, yeah. and, and we're just going to keep on winning here. Yeah. So yeah. it's a, it is a very different world for sure. Andy, I always appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for making time. I'll talk to you real soon. All right. See you guys. Take care. Andy Staples on three national host and writer. And uh, we'll get him back on again real soon. In all likelihood, maybe not because of Mike leaving, maybe because of Mike staying. But anyhow, it'll be interesting one way or the other. Jeff Cameron Show will come back and react to that in just a moment. 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.